0: Right now, though, we've got a two-time Olympian, and you know what that means, Butes? You've got to stand as one. We stand as one, and why are you still sitting? Come on, Butes. <laughs> I'm Go up, mate. Up. I'm up. I'm up. For Riley Fitzsimmons, not just a two-time Olympian, but a world surf ski paddling
1: champion. Riley, good morning, mate, and happy new year. Morning, boys, and happy new year. Thanks for having me on the first one back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mate, you're on the show not just because you're a two-time Olympian, but you've been on fire in this... Summer of Surf, including a couple of epic wins. One of them against your little mate Lachlan Tame.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was good to get one up on him. He's um you know obviously been a childhood hero of, of mine for a, for a while. So um yeah, it's always good when you can get one over your over your idol, and um, he's my my boss at the moment on while we're at, on the carpentry tool, So. I think I had a a pretty terrible week after that race. He he had me on the shovel digging holes for the rest of the week. If
0: if you see the photo, uh, so they both hit the shore together, and it's in the Hayden-Kenny Memorial Classic. Uh, If you look at their stroke, their technique, it's absolute synchronicity. Yep. Two of the best paddlers we've ever produced. But you can see a little smile on their faces because they're about to have a sprint finish to the line. And uh, is it true that Lachlan Tame actually tried to dive over Superman style over the line to beat you?
1: Yeah, that, that is correct. They, um, they gave him a, a disqualification, but he was, he was quickly reinstated <laughs> back in the race, I think. But, um, yeah, who, who says there's not poetry in sport, hey?
0: <laughs> and what about uh, your partner, Georgia Miller? So one of the greatest iron women we've ever seen, a lady who... Just uh, set new records last year at the Australian titles. Uh, how has she been going this summer? And I believe she's taking a little break. Can you tell us more?
1: Yeah, she's um, she's had a cracking start to the year. She's um, she's won a few races, and um, the NutriGrain series had just kicked off this weekend. But yeah, unfortunately, we over the Christmas break we um, we picked up a case of COVID, which was which is not that great, but um, we we had some mild symptoms and um, we both didn't really think much of it, sort of returning back to sport and what that might have on, what effects that might have on our health. And I think obviously we've, we've probably, for her, she's probably come back to, you know, strenuous exercise too quick and her heart hasn't reacted that well and mm. she's been diagnosed with a, a mild case of pericarditis, So she's got to take a bit of time off the next few days and on some anti-inflammatories, and it was probably one of the hardest days yesterday for her. Watching the girls run around in the Nutri-Grain and not being out out there and, and competing and doing what she loves, so um, I'm sure she's she's planning on coming back for the the second weekend where they'll have rounds. Um, I think they'll have rounds. Must be four, five, six, um, and she she's going to be one determined girl to go out there and show the show the world that she's still mean business, and she's still one of the top iron women out
0: there. Hey, Riley, I've got two questions for you. First one is, what is peritarditis that she's been diagnosed with? The second is, well, it's more of a statement. Uh, Sharon and I, we're blaming the uh, pavilion at Burley for uh, us contracting COVID. Uh, The pavilion, great venue overlooking the water at Burley Heads, but it was jam-packed like sardines when we were there, and uh, Steve-O went down.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, well, first of all, yeah, pericarditis is it's inflammation of the the um the sac that your heart sits in in your chest. Mm. Um, so it's it's pretty much you get it from any viral infection. If you're not giving the body enough rest, and you come back and you're doing strenuous exercise, and your heart rate's up too high, the heart just wants to have a break, and it's telling the body to to chill out. So. That's all it is, really. So um, I I don't think there's any sort of permanent damage there. So um, um, she'd be quite happy to get back into the racing. And, yeah, as for the Burley Pavilion, it's it's quite a good spot there on the water. I hope you got down there and got to try um, some bug rolls down there. (laughs) Yeah, oh, mate, we
0: love it there. We absolutely love it. But, uh, yeah, I I guess we all thought we were out of the woods with this. And you had to be double vaxxed to get in there. Um, Mm. You had to do the QR code and... But, uh, you know, it's just running rampant, isn't it? I mean, I heard Ray Hadley yesterday on Sydney Radio, and he said that before we went away for Christmas, we barely knew anyone who contracted COVID. Now, do we know anyone who hasn't, hasn't got it? Yeah. Hey, Riley, yeah. uh, I, I noticed, mate, you raced at North Bondi, and what a fantastic event this was. Shaw and Partners, they've been great supporters of Surf Life Saving. I know this CEO is an absolute legend, and... Last week, what a cracking final! You've ended up finishing fourth. Pete Mitchell from Avoca in fifth place. I noticed Fletcher Armstrong down in tenth, but Noah Havard, the local boy, got the job done, followed by Jackson Collins.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a really awesome event. I mean, um, surf Life Saving hasn't been on Bondi Beach for for ten years, and it was it was awesome that um, you know the, the guys like uh, Trent Goulding who runs Summer Surf, and then the sponsors like Earl from Shore and Partners. They've really got behind the sport and, and put it on the forefront. Um, so ha- to have a, a, a world-class event down at Bondi Beach and have the crowd down there, it was a really great weekend. Um, lots of prize money up for grabs, so it just made it even more exciting. And, and yeah, I think, um, yeah, Noah got the win in the in the ski and it's his home beach, and I'm sure it would have been a magical moment for him. he grown up as a Bondi boy, so, um, no, all kudos to him. I think he's trying to get into the, the kayaking now, which is really exciting. He's... Um, Moved up to the Gold Coast now to do a bit of training and, um, and joined the kiking squad up there. So I think he um, he has real real high um, expectations of, of putting his his hand up to the the Paris twenty twenty four team.
0: Yeah, sounds exciting times, uh, Riley. What's uh, what's ahead for you, mate, over the next couple of months in terms of competing?
1: Yeah, look, it, it's always um, a pretty stressful thing going through an Olympic cycle. So especially after the last one being a five-year cycle. It's a, it's a long time. So for me this year, I've chosen to sort of take a bit of a rest and, and some time away from, from kayaking and get back to enjoying things like the surf-life saving, the ski paddling. I really love that. It's where, you know, I was sort of born into the sport. Um, and then I've been given a, a few opportunities from um, my, my main sponsor, and Partners. They've given me the opportunity to go over and do Molokai this year. Um, which is a 52-kilometre surf ski paddle over in Hawaii. So um, it's a world championship over there. There's a lot of world-class paddlers, and it's something different. It's a bit of a bucket list sort of race for, for any um, kayaker or surf ski paddler. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting over there and, and challenging that.
0: Yeah, that is massive news. And uh, how do you feel like you go in those longer distance races and particularly in those giant ocean swells? They call it the Channel of Bones. It's some of the most treacherous water on the planet. And uh, what a race that would be.
1: Yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. Um, look, I, I've always looked at the race and thought it, it looks like great fun. But, um, yeah, I'm fin- uh, my fingers and toes and arms are all crossed that we've got pumping swell that we can chase some waves um for the whole 52k i think it's going to take well over three hours so um it's, it's going to be lots of lots of pain but um i'm sure i'll have a, a great time there it looks like an enjoyable trip but um yeah I, I think mixing the the long distance with chasing waves is something that has always intrigued me and um yeah i'm really looking forward to it
0: hey uh, just on uh, the north bondi event how fantastic that Pete Mitchell has run 5th. I mean, I was talking to Buttes off the air about some underrated rugby league players, but is is Pete Mitchell the most underrated ski paddler maybe in the in the in the modern era of ski paddling in Australia?
1: For sure. And I, I don't know what it is about about blokes having kids and then coming back and they've just got this, you know, dad strength all of a sudden. It's unbelievable. He had um he had a cracking season last year when I went up to the um up to queensland to the australian titles he performed awesome up there and i I think he's just riding off the back of the confidence offered he's i don't know what it is but he's he's absolutely flying at the moment
0: uh so now noah Havard, you say that he's going to go to kayaking what does that mean in terms of team boats uh and what are you aiming for are you still looking at the k2
1: or or maybe the k4 yeah, I th- I'm. I'm still probably looking at um at both of those boats, at the K4 and the K2. Um, you know, it it, it comes and goes with each Olympic cycle. We have guys that retire and new guys that come in. So, um, after the after Tokyo, we we lost three really important guys to the program. We we lost Murray Stewart, who's an Olympic gold medalist, Lachlan Tame, who's an Olympic bronze medalist, and then Jordan Wood, who's been um you know a real staple name in the sport for. For many many years, so um, it's really good to hear that new guys like Noah have are coming through and they want to get involved in the kayaks. He's a big strong lad, um, and there's you know young guys like um, Jackson Collins, who, whose father Denny Collins raced in the Olympics and won bronze medal. So it's really good to see that we got some young guys coming through, and uh, I'm sure it's going to you know invigorate the the training squad up there.
0: Hey, final question for you, mate. The great Tony Clark joining us a little later in the show. Yeah. Uh, scholarships are open for the Danika Clark Foundation in 2022. Uh, it's a program you came through proudly. In fact, you're one of the Danica Clark favourite sons. Uh, what are your thoughts about the foundation?
1: Mate, it's an absolutely awesome foundation. I think, um, I think anyone who, who's been a part of the family there um, would say that, you know, coming up through those early stages in your sporting career, it's so hard to, you know, get a foot, a foot front foot forward and, and um, get a bit of help financially. And you know, without their help, early in my career, I wouldn't have been able to go over to those international competitions and you know, put my name out there for those Olympic teams and, and stuff like that. So, it's a great family, um, and and the support they give you is is you know, it's it's above and beyond. So I, I really can't recommend, you know, any sporting person on the Central Coast that wants to, you know, take themselves to the next level is to apply for those scholarships and they'll uh, they'll provide the support there. They're an amazing family.
0: Yeah, mm. well beautiful, said, mate. Well beautiful said. stuff, mate. Uh, standing ovation live from BJ Howes. Uh, best wishes to you, also to your partner, the great Georgia Miller, mm. and pass on our regards too to the little champion, Uh, The great Aussie battler, Lockie Tame. And we'll talk soon. Will do, mate. Thanks for that, guys. Riley Fitzsimmons joining us.